one of those songs that you just can't sort of forget, right? Louis Tomlinson, one of the One Direction guys who's not Ished. done so well. I think I think he sort of disappeared. I don't know what happened to Louis Tomlinson. Okay, a couple things from last break, okay? Okay. Uh, why? Okay, first off, I'm getting nasty things from the world's smartest woman. Uh, first off, I was wrong. I said the F-15 was designed in the 80s. Guess when the F-15 was designed? When? 1969. About right. Entered service in 1972. Okay, we're still using that same plane. Now, what's interesting is it has over a hundred air-to-air victories and no losses in aerial combat. It's never been shot down in in, in a dogfight. Never. Can you imagine that? Well, we uh, can't talk about that like that because we did that with cars and um and washing machines, and uh, mine broke. Well, so we can't say they've never been shut down. You sound you sound weird. Do you have like your microphone in a weird place, or you got your monitor up, or something like that? You sound very hollow all of a sudden. That's because I'm hollow. Okay, and what did you just do? Nothing. No, it, ch- it totally changed. I didn't do anything. No, you did something. Okay, uh, the <laughs> the F eighteen was designed um, in the 70s. It's still in production. Now, the world's smartest woman sent me a nasty a nasty text, and it says, F-22 Raptor is a Boeing and Lockheed creation, so bite your, I won't say that word, tongue. And the F-15X Eagle II is one of the top fighter jets in the world. But once again, it's an old design. We're not designing anything new. It's like, you know, that's always fascinating to me in aircraft, Okay. If someone pulls up in front of your house and they got a 20-year-old car, you go, oh, my God, you got an old car. You know, like if you got like a 2000 or if you got a car that's built back in the last century, if you got like a 95, people go, oh, my God, you're driving an old car. But yet you can go out to Lambert today and jump on a plane, and chances are that plane is 20 to 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I do. Why is it different? You're driving an old, you know, hoopty, a you know, twenty year old car. It's a hoopty, but yet you're flying across country on a jet that was built back in the '80s or the '90s. And I'll tell you the reason why. It's maintenance. Because they don't build them like they used well, to. Well, no, no, it's maintenance. If you, I told you when I was flying helicopters, the guy who was the mechanic over at Mid Coast Aviation, the chief mechanic, who was servicing all the the uh, at the time he, they were servicing all the uh, all the Army helicopters, the the Hueys and the OH fifty sixes, or is that the fifty eight? The OH fifty eight. And uh, he said to me one day, he says, you know, if you if you maintain your car the way you maintain these helicopters, you get a million miles out of your car, and that's the truth. Because right now. When like when 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 the government buys a jet from McDonnell Douglas, like let's say a new F-18, okay, they don't just buy the jet. It comes with spare engines, all sorts of spare parts. Okay, when you buy a car at your car dealership, guess what? You don't get any spare parts. No, you do not. And most of the time, if people blow an engine in a car, guess what happens? It ends up in the junkyard. And I'm the perfect example of that. I I rescue. I'm you know remember the 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 what the the the, the animal rescue thing. I'm the car rescue yes. guy. You know when somebody says I get a car to sit in my driveway, it hasn't run for two years, and I say I'll give you three hundred bucks for it, a deal. And I call my tow truck guy, and he goes picks it up for me, and it works great. Well, it didn't work great right away. You know I hate to see things thrown away. I really do. It bothers me. Like for example. I put our old board, I got the new board, I worked all weekend on this, we have a new piece of equipment on the air right now. Actually, it's it's used, but it's newer than our old piece of equipment, okay? 
Our old piece of equipment, new, cost $15,000. $15,000 new. It was built back in the early 90s, okay? But it was custom-made. It was all wood. No, no, it, it wasn't. Was beautiful. It, it wasn't custom-made. It was just a stock board. It was an Autotronics, and it wasn't even the high. It was It was like the, the low the low model. You know, like there were three models, and this was the low model, okay? It was an that auto, was supposed to be mine. An Autotronics 2500. Yes, it was supposed to be yours, but you didn't take it. Okay, so anyway. Indian giver. I, I, I have a thing where... I declare something junk if I put it on eBay and I put the starting bid for a dollar and nobody bids on it. Then it's junk. Guess what? It's been on eBay since since Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. One or the other. I can't remember if I put it on Saturday or Sunday. It's been on eBay since Saturday or Sunday for a dollar starting bid, no bids. Now, what does that tell you? 30, you know, and nobody's looking for a board? Well, no, no. 25, 30 years ago, that was a 10, 15,000 piece of you know, ten or fifteen thousand dollar piece of equipment. Now it's worth nothing. And the sad part of it is, what's it worth? If I tore it apart because it's got an aluminum frame, it's got aluminum modules, a whole bit. If I spent like, you know, three or four hours just saying, okay, I'm just gonna rip this thing apart. I'm just gonna take the meters out, go throw the meters away, go throw all the switches away, throw all the pots away, and throw all the aluminum panels into a box and take it down to my recycling place, I maybe get three or four bucks. You know, how sad is that? Same thing with cars, although cars are changing. You know, with the used car thing, God, there's all sorts of crazy things. There was a, I told you, we talked about that last week. There was a story about the guy that got his, that he woke up in the middle of the night. Somebody was trying to repossess his car and he ran out and go, hey, well, yeah, my cart, my payment. He goes, no, we're not repossessing your car. We're from Hertz. This is a stolen car. He bought it from Carvana and somehow or another, Carvana. It, oh, my. Yeah, it got sold to Carvana. Somehow or another, somebody had changed the VIN or doctored the title or something like that. And it was a stolen car, ended up being bought by Carvana, and they resold it. And and it turned up. And the reason Hertz find out about it is because apparently it showed up in some database as being licensed again. So they went after it and go like, okay, that's our car. It was stolen. It was a rental car that was never returned. So the guys got this huge lawsuit against Carvana uh, because of the fact that they rightfully so they essentially sold them a stolen car, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. which is not good. Okay, the attorney story. Okay, the other day I'm listening to uh, an ad from on the run, on the radio station. It's a law firm. I won't give the name of the law firm, but one of the women. There's there's two people that have names in the law firm, and she's one of them. So she's one of the partners in the law firm. And she comes on and says something, which I found fascinating. What did she say? Well, let me preface this by saying, I'll go back to that in a minute. Let me preface this by saying that my daughter went to law school and she started in 2011. So 11 years ago, she started law school. It's three years. And she went to Wash U. Not bragging, but that's like a big deal. Okay. It is a big deal. And uh, they had orientation day for the parents. And... And it was like one whole day. I'm going like, what in the world are they going to do with this for one whole day? So, you know, her mom and dad, we went down to the orientation day and I found it fascinating. As a matter of fact, I fell in love with the law and I tried to be, be an attorney, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, and we had in the morning, we had the, the, the dean talk to us about, you know, how we can support our child, blah, 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 blah. Not child anymore, but, you know, our students, you know, be supportive of them because three years are going to be tough, blah, blah. This is right beginning of this, this school year. This would have been like probably the first week in September and of 2011. So it's like 11 years ago. So uh, then, you know, had another professor tell us about this. And then they say, okay, now we're going to break for lunch. But before we break for lunch, we're going to 
we're going to divide you up into groups of 10, and we're going to assign one of our third-year law students, in other words, that's the final year, they're you know getting ready to hopefully graduate and they take the bar. We're going to have one of our third-year law students show us uh, show you the building. She's going to. They're going to tour the building because they were in a relatively new building at the time, and they're going to show you the building. They're sh- you know they're going to give you a guided tour. So we break up into groups, and it's our our ten people. You know, five men, five women, parents. So we have a young lady, very smart. She's taking us around, and about halfway through the tour, she stops us in a hall, and she says, and she specifically says, "Ladies, I want to talk directly to you." She said, I did some research on this, and she said, and keep in mind, my daughter would have graduated in 2014, which she did. She graduated with her law degree in 2014. She started in 2011. So, you know, know, essentially not four years later, but you know how the academic year, you start in half a year and graduate in the other half of the year. So 2014. And she said, I went, this is the the, the L3, the third-year law student who's given us the tour. And she says, I've gone through and checked our records for the Washington University Law School. And she says... In 2004, the graduating class was 70% men and 30% women. In 1994, it was, I think she said it was 80% men and 20% women. In 1974, it was 85% men and 15% women. And in 1964, it was like 95% men and 5% women. And she says, you women will be happy to hear that the 2014 class of Washington University, if everybody graduates, will be exactly 50-50. 50% huh. men, 50% women. Okay, this is 2014. This is 2011 when she told us this. Okay, so flashback to the current time. I'm listening to this lady, and she comes on. She says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm not going to give her free ads. I'm so-and-so from so-and-so law firm. And let me tell you about women in the law. And she comes out and talks about how women are better, you know, judges and they're better prosecutors and they're better attorneys and she said right now every law school in the country has more women than men she says some law schools right now are turning out for every for every one man they're turning out two women and that's like what we talked about remember we talked about that that is so interesting we talked about the the fact that that colleges in general that in most of the universities around the country there are less men in some colleges. It's like 70-30. It's 70% women, 30% men. And why is that? Because dudes are confused. I'm telling you, the dudes are confused because you don't know what to do anymore. You don't know. You can't be macho because if you look at the role models, there are no, there are no macho role, role model dudes except for, you know, in, in you know UFC, you know, those guys. But... Past that, look at the movies. Look at TV. All the men on TV are still bumbling idiots. You know, you watch, you know, watch, you know, every law one loves Raymond. You know, the smart one is the woman. I never liked that show. That man was the whiniest man I have ever heard in my life. King of Queens. The woman is the smart one. You know, and I'm not saying that's not the case. The man is a bumbling idiot. You know, Kevin, what's his name? You know, I mean, he's, he's the dumb dude. You know, I mean, look at all the different shows. But yet... Back in the day, when you watch TV, back in the 50s and 60s, my three sons, you know, Fred McCauley, he was the, um, he was the, the, you know, the smart guy. He was the, he was the single father who was raising these kids, three kids, and then ultimately four kids when he adopted Ernie or whatever. Remember that, the whole deal. Anyway, he was the smart one. You know, he was the one that was, you know, that, that took, and, and once again, I'm not saying we revert back to, to, um, 
leave it to Beaver where, you know, Ward Cleaver is the head of the household and June is, is cooking cooking meals in the kitchen with her dress and her pearls on. Do you ever cook with your pearls on, Shelly? <laughs> Only sometimes. Only, do you ever cook, period? <laughs> no, I don't. So I'm not saying that because that was not my mom. My mom was not that person. My mom was the one who was complaining about the problem with the world was too many dumb men. You know, maybe she was right. Maybe, you know, I, I don't think maybe she was right. Dumb men run the world. Dumb men. Putin runs the world. You know, dumb men. You know, Biden runs the world. We need smart women. Women run the country. We don't need these stupid guys. The guy from, from, uh, from you know, the prime minister of, of Canada who's throwing all the truckers in jail. I mean, what did they do? They did nothing. Are they coming through St. Louis still? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, who knows what's going on with that? I, I mean, I'm interested in that. They're already putting up the fences at the Capitol building. Have you seen that? No. The deal is all the truckers, supposedly they're supposed to converge on D.C. a couple nights before the president does his State of the Union address, and they're already putting the fence back up. They put up after January 6th. I'm going like, okay, whatever. Let's get over this. You know, this is like, you know, this is like. Yeah, but just because the higher ups get over it doesn't mean that the people who are crazy get over it as well. Yeah, but the problem with this is. So you have to stay vigilant. So, in other words, they see, you know, like, for example, did you know that you cannot, like, back in the day before January 6th of last year, you could go take a tour of the Capitol? You know, there's nobody, you as a citizen cannot go to the Capitol anymore. You're not allowed I in. I do know that. You're not allowed in. And yep. what, what's wrong with that? I mean, so many things. I mean, what's, what's to the point where our government has got inaccessible like that? Like, for example, there are still government offices you can't go into. I could tell you one right now that if I told you the story of this, you wouldn't believe the story behind this. Yeah, I probably would. But if I told the story, I'd get myself in trouble because it was told to me by that someone. That would happen as well. It, would, it was told be, to me by someone that put, told me, tell, you know, they told me this on the QT. Our, the, those are the old days. I heard a guy say, it's not the QT anymore. It's now the down low. Yeah, the DL. <laughs> it's on the DL, not the QT. <laughs> so women of the world become the president, become the prime minister of, of Russia, and stop the stupid fighting. Stop the wars right now. Get in there and, you know, all you women get together. You run all the countries. Get together. Have like a girls' night out. You know, go to France or something like Go to Paris. You know, drink some wine and talk about how we need to plant more flowers along the interstate, that kind of stuff. And stop fighting. Like stupid Vladimir Women. Putin. No, no, no. Like Vladimir Putin. That's what they shift up. Man, I'm getting dinged and dinged and dinged. I must be hitting points with people. Or either that they think I'm stupid, one or the other. Probably, I doubt that. Probably they think I'm stupid. Okay, we got to take a break at 746.